0: To a to Z Sports. I am Zach Bingham. He is our Titans reporter, Sam Phelan, and this is A to Z Sports morning. We got to thank our title sponsor, BetMGM. And Sam, got exciting news. We just signed a brand new deal with BetMGM. Let it ride, baby. Let it ride. A to Z Sports across multi-platform. This is a big deal for A to Z Sports. We love BetMGM and our partnership with BetMGM. That is BetMGM. Download the app today in your Apple or Android store. They're our title sponsor. And we'll continue to be here on the morning show. Also, our presenting sponsors. We love them just as much. Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Take a look at their inventory for your perfect make and model. Farm Bureau Health Plans. I've got Farm Bureau Health Plans. You should get Farm Bureau Health Plans at home. That's FPHP.com slash A to Z. The Bone and Joint Institute. Live there down in Franklin, state-of-the-art facility, and they got satellite locations across Middle Tennessee. That's the Bone and Joint Institute. And Hughes and Coleman, the official injury lawyer of the Tennessee Titans and the official injury lawyer of this uh, Titans morning show as we talk Titans here on A to Z Sports. That's Hughes and Coleman. So, Sam, let's get it down to the nitty-gritty. More people are going to be piling in as we get this show started. But Sam Carthon gets you know, introduce today, you know, let's get some initial feelings before we find we, there's some information that came out about the interview process, which was great. But Sam, I mean, you kind of excited. This is a new era of Titans football. You've covered the team for the last several months. You've seen, you've gone through a lot of ups and downs with the the Titans as we all have right with uh, the hot start at seven and three, the seven game losing streak. DUI Downing the firing of Todd Downing and then you know John Robinson getting canned in the middle of the season and then ultimately the Titans not making the playoffs is this kind of an exciting day I you know kind of as a reporter as you get a new guy into the building that could impact this franchise in a big way
1: yeah no absolutely I mean I I mentioned it's exciting for the fans It's, it's exciting for us too right I mean it's so hard not to be optimistic and romantic and just be feeling good about yourself when you bring in a new executive and this new era, like you mentioned, Zach. But on top of it, Rand Carthon's resume in San Francisco, I think is really, really appealing and really exciting. Titans fans watching the NFL playoffs – this past weekend if you watched what the san francisco 49ers are doing sticking mr irrelevant into a game uh and the rest of the season and they haven't lost with brock purdy under center for them right now but it's because of their defense because of their weapons because of their depth and you've seen how they've kind of built this stable success over the years Rand carthon had a big big part of that and you're jealous, right? You're watching it. You're envious of that's a fun team to cover. That's a fun team to root for. That would be a fun playoff atmosphere to have. And now there is a light at the end of the tunnel for Titans fans of maybe that can be where the Titans are by the time, you know, this new stadium rolls around here, three, four years from now, maybe you are one of those elite franchises that are successful year in and year out. And that is where we're still in that honeymoon phase, right? You know, a year from now, people might be critical of Rand Carthon. People might be critical of Mike Vrabel like they were at the end of this season. It's honeymoon right now, Zach. It's all good. We're all happy. Yeah, well, and I think the one point that you brought up about the 49ers, San Francisco 49ers have been very good
0: at advancing in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, They've consistently advanced. They haven't made the Super Bowl every year, but – they took last year a wild card spot and ran it all the way to a three-point NFC championship loss, right? The Titans had one single run in 2019 that got them to the AFC title game in which they lost to the Chiefs. And after that, they have failed to advance. This year, they've failed to even make the tournament, right? So that's something that Rand Carthon can come in there and try to help the Titans be a consistent team that advances in the playoffs, something that has eluded them. And one thing that we found out yesterday, and we're still trying to find, and this is the hard part prior to the introductory press conference that will happen at high noon today, and you will be live there in the flesh at St. Thomas Sports Park, but we were trying to figure out how this whole, all this came to fruition. How, was, how were the interviews conducted? How did the decision come down to, you know, calling Rand Carthon and saying, hey, you got the job? And something that we found out yesterday, actually on 104.5 The Zone and 3HL, which I, I find pretty interesting, and that was Burke Nihil, Titans president and CEO, said Mike Vrabel was a part of all the second interviews the Titans conducted with GM candidates. So that was some inside information that we did not know prior, but that's Mike Vrabel being involved. And let's go back to another old graphic that we used that now comes up, and that's Amy Adams-Strunk's, you know, when she was going through the process of what the search is going to be, collaborator, collaborate, collaborate, collaboration, over and over and mm-hmm. over again. And Burke Nyhill, president and CEO of the Titans yesterday on 104.5, the zone on 3HL, confirmed that there was some collaboration. What What's what your feeling on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. That's what Mike Vrabel had been saying at the year-end press conference. He had said that he expects to be a part of the second round of interviews after ownership did their initial process. But I think everybody was a little confused with the timeline because it felt like things moved fast. we, We get a report that Ian Cunningham had received a second interview, Rand Carthon had received a second interview with the Titans. And they were just completing their first interview with Malik Boyd from Buffalo. And all of a sudden, we've got ourselves a general manager and they've made the hire. So it felt like it moved fast. And there was kind of a, well, was Mike involved? Was he not involved? But it's good to know they got the head coach involved. There's clearly something that both Amy Adams Strunk and Mike Vrabel connected with, agreed with, had a similar vision with Rand Carthon, and that is why he's the general manager. They want to be unified. They want to be collaborative, as you pointed out, moving forward. And if they feel like they are all in sync with one another, that's a big reason why he was the leading candidate. So uh, not a huge surprise to me, but again, very encouraging because we have gotten this feeling over the past month, two months, that Mike Vrabel and John Robinson – Might not have always been on the same page, might not have always agreed with some of the major personnel decisions that were made by this franchise within the last calendar year. And I think it's what caused their working relationship to grow uh, a little bit more strained and what ultimately caused John Robinson to lose his job and for Amy Adam Strunk to elect to uh, reinvest in Mike Vrabel.
0: Yeah, well, there's a good question from Kendall to start off. And we're going to try to create a good question here in a second with the chat. Because I I'm I think this is going to be a fun show. And I'm very intrigued to see what the chat comes up with when we ask that question. But Kendall says, how long does it usually take GMs to be effective and evaluated?" This, I think, is a really good question, right? And so what I did, Kendall, I saw your question. Let's just go across... Uh, across the United States to the West coast. Let's go to the Bay area and let's see about John Lynch, John Lynch, the general manager of the San Francisco 49ers. He was hired in 2017 in 2017. The 49ers were six and 10. That was a 16 game schedule still right after that in 2018, they were four and 12. And we also understand that there's Jimmy Garoppolo getting hurt. That's how they drafted Nick Bosa eventually. And, So you're sitting there two years in, they still have a losing record, but year three, 2019, they lost in the Super Bowl to the Kansas City Chiefs. They were 13 and three. Then in 2020, they were six and 10 due to injury. As we talked about that, they were dealing with Nick Mullins for a lot of the year. 2021, 10 and seven. 2022, 13 and four. And the big thing is, is what I said is, they got to the playoffs in advance. Yeah. Like when they got there, they did well. So there's a three year period of where John Lynch started to where they are, and then the consistency after. They had that year in between where they had to deal with Nick Mullins because of Garoppolo's injury. But other than that, and then they drafted Trey Lance, and here they are. But they drafted a lot of really good players from 2017 till present day.
1: Yeah. I mean, it all depends on what you inherit, right? There's general managers that come in kind of at the height of a rebuild and you're able to turn it around a little bit quicker. Some GMs have to come in, tear it down themselves and then rebuild it back up. And then that takes a little bit longer of a process. I, I mean, you're talking about recently hired GMs. Let's look at the general manager of the worst team in the NFL this past year. Ryan Poles, the first year GM of the Chicago bears people love him in Chicago and people overall think he's doing a good job. You look at the record, you're like, well, three and 14, that stinks. They're probably not going to be great next year either, but it's, it was a gradual process depending on cap space, roster talent, roster sustainability, the age of a lot of your better players on the team. Uh, So it all kind of depends what you, what you inherit, but I agree with that window, right? Like you, three years of drafting good players is going to result in many years of sustained success and of being at the top of the league. So and
0: three years of free agency, right? Where right. And that's what move. John
1: Lynch has done. Yeah. Yeah. And this yeah. is what the NFL is today. And you, you say, you know, the
0: bears, they were selling or they were selling a certain bill of goods to their fans of what the state of their franchise is. They were kind of like the Titans in 2013, 2014, 2015, right around that area. Of their rebuilding from three wins to try to get to nine wins, right? The Titans are right around that seven, eight, nine win, trying to get to thirteen and fourteen wins, right, and solidify them as contenders in the AFC. So, you know that that's eye opening to see exactly what Ro- Rand Carthon can come in there and do. And this is a very cool video, Sam, because this video embodies i mean i I, i'll be honest i kind of got a little chills after watching this video yesterday when it was released on social media because i was like this is awesome like this is this is Rand carton walking in the building for the first time and it's a big job you know it's a big deal he flew on a private jet amy's jet to get there got off the tarmac drove probably in a private vehicle to st thomas sports park and walked in the front door. We're going to show you that video here in just a second. But first, I'm going to tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute. Rank Carthon's got to figure out the Titans injuries, right? You may have to figure out your own injuries, whether you've turned an ankle on the stairs playing with your kids. You may you know may have tripped over a toy. Who knows? You may have had an old injury from back in the day, playing playing ball in college or high school that just hasn't, gotten better well you need to go seek a specialist and one specialist that you need to go to is at the bone and joint institute they are trusted by a to z sports they're trusted personally by me i've gotten my shoulder fixed by one of the doctors They're dr thomas right there at the bone and joint institute don't fumble on your recovery they've got a state-of-the-art facility down there in franklin we broadcasted live there and satellite locations all throughout middle tennessee that's the bone and joint institute
1: Today's show is powered by BetMGM. We are so excited to have uh, signed a new deal with them. And Zach, I'm really excited because last weekend we talked about it on the show. We talked about it Monday. I said I had that parlay going on the NFL wildcard weekend that was riding on the Dallas Cowboys. I did not hedge. I did not cash out. I stuck to my guns and the Cowboys came through for me and the parlay hit. So we're that happy that. was 10 about that. that turned into, what, 100 bucks? Yeah, over that. Yeah, over that. It was like a $10 payout, 140 kind of parlay. It was a nice little weekend. Sam, right Sam's
0: paying for lunch. Screw all this lunch money that we've been hey, getting. It was, there you go.
1: It had been a long time coming. I'll say that much. I was, uh, I was in a bit of a cold <laughs> spell, so I'll take it. <laughs> Uh, but regardless, I'm happy about that. And you'll be happy to using BetMGM. You can sign up using code ATOZ200, A to Z200 on the BetMGM app. Place a $10 pregame wager on any pro football team to win. Uh, and that first bet gets you $200 as long as there's a touchdown scored in the game. It doesn't matter whether your bet hits or not. If your bet hits, that's just extra. That's a little bonus money for you. $200 in your account if a touchdown is scored in the game with BetMGM and BetMGM.com. All right,
0: let's watch this video. Ran Carthon walking into the Titans facility and watch and soak in this welcome. It's pretty awesome. <laughs>
1: That's that pretty, pretty cool, scary. right? Yeah, I mean, that shows the level of excitement that fans feel, that media feels, that everybody's feeling. That same feeling is in that Titans building nowadays. Uh, I think that shows it right there. I don't know if that's, like, common or not, if, if teams do that every time a new GM gets hired, but I thought that was pretty special. And like you said, it made me want to run through a brick wall a little bit. I was like, okay, okay, Rand, we see you. A Good first day on the job. Excited to talk to him today and get introduced to him to the media for the first time.
0: Yeah, and uh, Jared, I did laugh at T-Rack because of his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> his tongue sticking out because it's constantly sticking out. And then our girl Liz, this is Twitter at its finest, saying that Mike Vrabel was either the cameraman or dressed as T-Rack, which is, that's a Twitter thing. But on, I do think on a, honestly, on a serious note, on a higher level note, this... You know, the NFL for the last several years had been and has been criticized for the lack of minority executives and ownership, obviously, and head coaches that is a part of this multi-billion dollar business that is the National Football League. And it is special to see a, a man of color walk in that door and everybody praise him for what he has been able to accomplish up into that point and what he can do for this franchise. I, that there is a bigger, more powerful message within that. And I know Rand Carthon knew that and I felt like everybody else in that building felt the same way.
1: No, absolutely. I very well put by you really powerful. And I think that's what makes that video so powerful to have somebody uh, so well admired within that building already so well deserving of the position and the hard work he's put in since his NFL playing days to now rise the ranks and hold a, a dream position really for him. I thought the video too of Amy Adams Strunk on the phone with ran talking to him, offering him the job was also pretty cool to see that come to fruition. So yeah, just all around good vibes for, for ran, for what it says about football and the state of football in today's society, for what it says about the organization and where the Tennessee Titans are going and where this fan base is going. Um, It's just really, really cool and a a cause for celebration. So glad to see that everybody in the building took that seriously and celebrated appropriately.
0: Yeah, I want to say this, and then we're going to ask you guys to form a question for us. You know, he earned that job. They did their due diligence. They interviewed a lot of guys, in-house candidates, outside-of-house candidates, multiple interviews. This wasn't one of those Mike Malarkey jobs, right? That interim turns head coach and really any interview that you were giving uh, didn't really matter. They had their guy. This was a different circumstance. And so I do think that
1: there's value that this job was earned, not given to. Which is which is all you can ask for out of the process, right? It Like, it's do your due gil- diligence, interview all the top candidates, and whoever you feel is best and most aligned with your vision, go hire them. But, like, I, Titans fans are obviously sick of the promoting from within, whether it's general manager, offensive coordinator, whatever, like hiring Ryan Cowden, not a knock against Ryan Cowden, would have probably left Titans fans a little underwhelmed by the new general manager, given the fact that he had been here in the previous regime. And it's nice to see and refreshing to see they went out, they interviewed the very best, they found the very best, and now they're being applauded for, applauded for it league-wide. Uh, I see a couple of you in the chat asking where you can find, Jared says that, where can you see the video? That's the on the Titans Twitter account. Of Amy Adams Strunk on the phone offering Rand Carthon the general manager job and his reaction kind of live. It was uh, another very cool video to kind of see how that process went down and see a man's dreams come true in a lot of ways it was pretty sweet. So yeah,
0: all right, Sam, you're gonna be there today. You're gonna actually. This is this is the cool thing is is that you're going to be able to pay this off. However, you are going to formulate your question. Well, let's come up with some, let's help Sam, guys. Let's help Sam give some ideas. What's one question you would ask Rand Carthon in his introductory press conference today at noon, if you could? What's one question you, as an individual in the chat, would ask Rand Carthon in his introductory press conference today? We want to know in the chat. Let us know those those messages and those questions will be piling in. And while those are piling in, I am going to tell the fine folks about Farm Bureau Health Plans, fbhp.com A to Z. I changed my health plan in 2022 and I'm glad that I did. I've carried on over to 2023. Farm Bureau Health Plans loves A to Z and A to Z loves Farm Bureau Health Plans. I am an endorser because I use the product and I say what I mean and I mean what I say. And when I say that they have better coverage, better rates, a better service. That's exactly what they provide. Two hundred plus locations across the state of Tennessee, health, dental, and vision.
1: That's FBHP.com slash a to z. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, and BetMGM is the king of sports books for good reason. You sign up today with BetMGM using the sign up code A T O Z two hundred and a ten game or a ten dollars sorry pre game wager on any pro football team to win is paid out with $200 as long as there is a touchdown scored in that game. It doesn't matter whether your bet hits or doesn't hit. $10, that's all it takes on a pro football team to win this divisional weekend. $200 if a touchdown is scored. So make sure you use that sign-up code ATOZ200 on the BetMGM app. All right, there you go. Here's our question. What's one question you would ask Rand Carthon
0: in his introductory press conference. And Jared starts off saying, ask Grand how confident he is that he can improve the team in early rounds of the draft. We've heard how good he is in the late round. So there you go. That's a good one from, from Jared right there. Ask him if he's going to cut uh, Tannehill uh, and Bobby, please. Uh, you know, For Tannehill, I definitely think Tannehill will be a topic, right? Are you going to rebuild or retool? Will from Tennessee I think that is a good one Valentino says what's your ring size <laughs> that's also a good question I like that one how do you plan to address the injuries that have plagued this team that's also a good one uh, there Nick has a question about Dennis Daly working at McDonald's I, I don't think that that's going to be asked but Dennis Daly needs to be addressed is it more impactful to build through free agency or the draft from tall Texans what are your realistic expectations for on the super bowl timeline how can you get this team back uh, quickly to the conference championship game from stephen king so there's a there's a ton of of good questions orlando what do you think of this team as currently constructed so orlando kind of asking Rand to diagnose what this is reform how do you define success that is a really good question How do you, I mean, how do you, let's, I'm going to ask you, Sam, how do you find, define the Titan success?
1: Uh, I think my definition of success is probably different from what Rand Carthon would say. I think any executive should be telling you Super Bowls are success. That's why you're in the business. My goal for Rand Carthon and the Titans would be to reach that point that we talked about where you're one of the best run organizations and consistently successful organizations that makes the playoffs advances in the playoffs with regularity and can always be considered a threat to win it all. And that it's not just a two or three year window that it is a, like we've been talking about the obviously new England Patriots, but now the Buffalo bills are going on year four, the Kansas city chiefs are in year six or seven. The Baltimore Ravens have been doing it for a very, very long time there are franchises in this league that you just know are going to be there in January and you're not going to want to play them. That's where I want the Titans to be. I just want them to be a regular team that comes up in every topic of conversation preseason when you're talking about, all right, who's going to hoist the Lombardi this year? That would be a successful turnaround for me. So we've had some really good questions and Sam, I think
0: that that's an outstanding answer. I think that How do you become a threat? Yeah, that's that's the answer. The Tennessee Titans have got to become a threat in the AFC. Look, you got to you got to crawl before you walk. You got to walk before you run. You can't just all of a sudden snap your fingers and compete with Joe Burrow, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. But all three of those teams are a threat. The Jacksonville Jaguars are not a threat yet. Right. Right. That they're just not. The same. The the L.A. Chargers are not a threat yet. They're just but not.
1: Notice what you said about the 49ers earlier. A team that has consistently advanced. Their last three times in the playoffs, they've won at least two playoff games. Maybe they do it again this year, uh, depending on what they do this weekend. Every year, regardless of who's at quarterback, you look at Kyle Shanahan, you look at some of the pieces they have on both sides of the ball, and you just say, the Niners are going to be there in January and you don't want to play them and they're dangerous and they can beat anybody. And that's what they built that franchise to over the last five years, where that is a sustainable wagon right now. Right. And it, so it's the difference between going from that playoff team, that 2021 one seed 2019 nine and seven playoff team, to how do we become the team nobody wants to play and as you i like that word threat the the super bowl contender you're in and that's not saying you win them that's not saying you go it's not saying you have a dynasty but you want to have a a good 5 to 10 year window of they're dangerous each and every year so there's still, still some really good
0: questions rolling in that I want to read mb says What's his outside view of the team and where does he feel it needs to grow the most? How important is it to have great communication with your staff? Can't believe 74 says, my only question is are you going to truly work with Mike Vrabel and not try to overpower him? And I think there's a back and forth there, right? I think that is a huge part of what's going to happen over the next several years as Mike Vrabel is going to continue to be head coach, and Rand Carthon's going to come in there, and he's going to have to work with Vrabel. Vrabel also is notoriously, he likes it his way, right? He's the guy who's been in the building, and so he knows the problems. Rand Carthon's coming in to try to solve some of the problems. How are they going to work cohesively as a team and pick the right players? Because, Sam, let's face it, they haven't picked the right players in a very long time on a consistent no. basis. And the players that they did pick, unfortunately, they traded one of the best ones away. That's why yeah. the general manager who's picking the players is no longer picking the players.
1: Yeah. I mean, they hit a wall, right? They hit a wall uh, that, you know, we've talked about, you know, uh, for a while really since John Robinson got fired of, they got to that right on the cusp of Super Bowl contention and then just flopped on too many picks, too many players, too many trades, too many signings. And uh, they've kind of bottomed out since then to the point where they didn't make the playoffs this last season. So Rand Carthon's job is collaborate with Mike Vrabel, identify the right people, be on the same page, and take them to that next level. How do you take the next step? You have to have consistency. It can't be one year of good picks. It can't be one good draft class. It can't be one good signing. It has to be two, three, four years of just solid acquisitions of a high hit rate. And that is how you create depth within the organization that translates to on the field wins.
0: All right, Sam. So I'm very curious about, I've got, I mean, I've got a couple of questions, right. That I would ask, but you got to just narrow it down to one. You're going to be in that room today in at noon at St. Thomas sports park when they introduce Rand Carthon as brand new general manager of the Tennessee Titans. What's one question that you want to ask him?
1: Yeah, I mean, I have a couple as well, but my main question for Rand Carthon, because I think it's a question that might give us some insight into a few of the unanswerable questions, right? Like you can't say, well, is Ryan Tannehill going to be your quarterback and expect Ran Carthon to have a have an answer right now? But I this is a question I think. We can figure out uh, some of those answers through how Rand Carthon responds to this. What do you want the identity of a Rand Carthon Titans team to be? I think it's an interesting question because under John Robinson, under Mike Vrabel, we have seen the run first, play good defense, play through Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill's fine at quarterback. They didn't prioritize weapons at wide receiver and guys that can stretch the field. They've played one style of football. They've run the ball on first down more than any other team in the NFL since Mike Vrabel arrived there, where teams like the Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills throw the ball on first down early on. So, of course, those teams have the quarterback to do so. But I'm curious to how Ran will answer this question because I think it tells you, What does he prioritize? Is he going to be defense first in building his roster? Is he going to say, well, I want it to be led by the quarterback. I want us to be efficient passing the football. Is he sticking with this ground first game? What the identity of his team is and the makeup of his team, I think will tell us a lot about the direction he plans to take the Titans in the near years. So that is going to be one of the questions I hope to get into him today.
0: No, I think it's a really good question. You know, I I have two questions. One, and it's tough because I don't know how Rand Carthon answers questions. I've asked a question to Bill Belichick before, and he answered exactly how you would think Bill Belichick would answer. And it was, yeah, well, you know, he's an athletic quarterback, so we're (laughs) going to try to get him down. That's it, right? Yeah. So how he's going to answer some questions I do think is telling – he, you look at. He doesn't tweet a lot. He's not on social media. I don't think he's tweeted since two thousand one or excuse, uh, 20, 2021, Excuse me. So I want. I want to know really two things. I think my first question that I really want to know is, what's the future of Derrick Henry within this franchise? Is the, he is still going to be the integral part and the face of this franchise that defines this offense? That's what I want to know. Now I don't know if he's going to answer that question. No. <laughs> but I that's what I want to know because that that tells me are you going to go get new players to help Derrick Henry or are you going to go get new players to replace Derrick Henry? That's what I want to know. If there's one thing, it's that. Yeah. But I put on my reporter hat again. I've been on in press conferences for numerous years covering the team for over 10. I I would ask him something of this nature. In San Francisco, as a non-decision maker, what were some things that you thought the 49ers decided on that you agreed with? And what were some things that you disagreed with that you would do differently that now you can implement that you have the decision-making power as
1: the Tennessee Titans general manager? That's interesting. That isn't, right? Because it's always hard to assess general managers i guess because of the reasons that we've said like he had an integral like a huge part in building this roster but at the end of the day he was not the like decision maker when it came down to a lot of these moves that was john lynch uh that was adam peters it was a couple of these other peoples within that front office so yeah how would Rand do things differently from maybe john lynch's regime what does that tell us about uh, what he learned and what are kind of his own philosophies that uh, I think also go along with what I said, where it might give you some insight into what the future of this team could look like with him now having that that saying power. So, Well, and when you
0: form questions, I was taught how to ask questions to players when I did an internship with Titans Radio when I was like 22 years old. So there is a way to form a question. So it's not a yes or no, right? Because yeah. if you catch a player or a coach on a bad day, they're going to take the yes or no option. They're just going to, right? Because it's how you form it. And so in this situation, this is kind of my thought process behind forming a question. You take something that he is familiar with, which was his time in San Francisco, and give him the ability to compliment and also assess his experience. He can do that. If he chooses to do it, he can do it. He can answer that question. You yeah. can also say, well, you know, here, there's always a way to deflect. Well, I, hey, that was my time then. I'm concentrated on the future. I'm cr- concentrated on what I'm trying to do. But, you know, in these type of press conferences, he's probably going to be more open and honest and want to answer those type of questions. But I would want to know what would you have done differently because you weren't making the decisions. John Lynch was. Yeah. And – You know, here's another question. I mean, I got tons of questions, but you know, another question is how did you see John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan work together that you can then take
1: and apply to your relationship with Mike Vrabel? That's a really, really good question. I I think also like we mentioned the collaboration part. It's important. Like we played this video. I don't know if we still have it up and ready to go here of, uh, Ran Carthon kind of explaining what his job was when he was in pro personnel for the 49ers. He mentioned something kind of similar to that, where he was like, my job is to uh, look at players around the league and find the guys that are on the waiver wire on the free agent market, scout them and then go to our coaches and say, here's why I think this guy has a fit with the 49ers and try and pick where guys have a role and which guys do not have a role. So he has some experience doing that sort of, you know, do your assessment, do your grade now work in with your head coach and with your coaching staff on figuring out how you can implement him to this roster. I think that that is some experience that could have uh, made a major contribution to Mike Vrabel wanting to work with him, Amy Adam Strunk wanting to hire him. And I, yeah, I, I might add that to my list there, Zach uh, of, you know, knowing how important that is to this franchise how has he seen that done with a well-operated organization in San Francisco?
0: Right. We're all working as a team today, right? You know, this, this is what this exercise is about is to try to find good questions. And then this won't be the only time that Rand Carthon talks and speaks. So there's plenty of opportunity uh, to get these in. But yeah, it's kind of making me want to, if I didn't have, you know, back-to-back-to-back-to-back meetings, after this show, Let's I would get you in the
1: Maybe
0: put, put back in the saddle. I have not been back to St. Thomas sports park in some time Been doing uh, other things with a to Z. So, uh, but yeah, it kind of gets me excited about these because it is a big deal and a big day for the franchise as they, you know, introduce a, a new face of the franchise to try to pick and select even more new faces of the franchise. So, That's the first domino. The first domino is head coach. All right. Well, there's more dominoes to come. You got to figure out what you're going to do with your roster. You got to figure out what you're going to do with a lot of different things, including the offensive coordinator. And what we're going to do, we're going to see all 10 teams, all 10 of them that need an offensive coordinator. And we're going to find where the Titans rank and reside within that 10 on place of job like would you like to go to the titans is that a good job is it a bad job compared to some of these because there's some good talented offensive coordinators on the open market who the titans gonna get so we will go through that we'll show you all 10 teams and we'll ask you guys to rank them but first sam tell the fine folks all about the official injury lawyer of the tennessee titans
1: Yep, you talked about it. Hughes and Coleman, they are the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. If you have been injured in a car wreck, you need to call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation. Their phone number, pretty easy to remember, 800 800 4600. Keep that in the brain because they have those resources to go and fight the big insurance companies, get you every dollar of compensation that you deserve. So use their resources, use their assistance. Uh, Hughes & Coleman has recovered over $1 billion, billion billion with a B, for their clients in Tennessee and Kentucky over the last 30 years. So get that free case consultation. That's 800-800-4600. Hughes & Coleman Injury Lawyers Principal Office, Nashville, Tennessee. A to Z Sports were powered by BetMGM. We love BetMGM. We ride and die with BetMGM. And this weekend,
0: you can get in a lot of action on BetMGM, A-T-O-Z Sports, right there on the screen. You can do that, or you can do A-T-O-Z 200, because when you sign up as a new user with A-T-O-Z 200, you place a $10 pregame wager on any pro football team to win with your first bet, and you get $200 when any touchdown is scored in the game, regardless of the bet's outcome. So 10 into 200, sign up today with A-T-O-Z 200, with BetMGM, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older in Tennessee. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification, eligibility requirements. Rewards issued on not withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from assurance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at
1: 1-800-889-9789. All right, Sam. I got, you something bro- real qu- I got something real quick for you, Zach, here, because Johnny's asking an important question. We forgot to mention this. No, A to Z will not be showing the press conference live that is at noon. The Titans will be broadcasting it live. But I will be live around 1.30, between 1 and 1.30 p.m. After the press conference wraps, I will be going live from St. Thomas Sports Park on A to Z Sports, talking with you guys, recapping my biggest takeaways from Rand Carthon's press conference, answering any questions you guys might have of my takeaways or what was said, what the talking points are, and what the vibes are around the Titans after hearing the new GM speak for the first time. So we will be going live. Look out for that between 1, one thirty. Kind of depends how long the press conference goes this afternoon. But I will be live from St. Thomas Sports Park. Make sure you join me for that um, after the press conference wraps.
0: The promo king right there. I love it. You got hey, you got to sell it for, for the fine folks at home to to, to listen and watch. So, Sam, I'm going to let you take the driver's seat here because you brought this topic up, which I do think is a very good topic of all of the offensive coordinators, the openings, and the guys that are on the open market. There's a lot of teams that need OCs.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's not as cut and dry as find the best candidate, hire the best candidate, because these guys have options this offseason. It has been Uh, Kind of a a bad offseason to be an offensive coordinator right now. Currently, 10 openings. You take a look at them here from Adam Schefter on Twitter. The Ravens, Buccaneers, Chargers, Commanders, Titans, Rams, Jets, Patriots, Colts, and Cardinals. 10 teams with offensive coordinator openings right now. And we are asking a very important question when you look at that list. When you are Rand Carthon or Mike Vrabel and you find the candidate, can you get the candidate to choose you? And our question, Zach, where do the Titans rank among these 10 teams? So take another look at them. It is the Ravens, Buccaneers, Chargers, Commanders, Titans, Rams, Jets, Patriots, Colts, and Cardinals. Are the Titans a desirable, desirable job? in that market, with that many teams needing an offensive coordinator, and where do they rank among the openings and the vacancies? So, you know, how I go about
0: a list that long, right, because you got 10 teams, is who would I eliminate and who would I automatically put above the Tennessee Titans? Well, I would automatically put above the Tennessee Titans teams with quarterbacks. So the Rams and the Chargers, the two teams in L.A., Justin Herbert and Matthew Stafford, those were better jobs than the
1: Tennessee Titans, right? I think yep. we can all agree. Well, I think on weapons too, right? It's like who Cooper Cup, there's a premium wide receiver. That makes it pretty fun to uh, be an offensive coordinator over there. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would say that. And we'll go through the list here. Let's see. We got a lot of people. I'm, I'll say this, Zach. People are coming in a little bit more optimistic than I think I am, and maybe uh, other people are. Xavier says they are three. Steven says they're top three. Jared says seventh. Chad says fourth. Stacy says I say number four. This, yeah, this is interesting. So, yeah, here's the question. Keep flooding in your answers as we talk about it here, but where do the Titans rank among the most attractive OC openings? Out of 10, there are 10 jobs available for an offensive coordinator right now. What job are they? I think quarterback is something that you have to discuss, Zach. I think, you know, the state of the rest of the roster, how competitive of a team are they overall? I think weapons is another thing that you have to consider of uh, offensive line, something that you have to consider. Like Todd Downing was not a good offensive coordinator, but his job was not made any easier by the Titans O-line and the Titans' lack of weapons downfield, their ability to uh, stretch the field. So you have to start assessing where somebody would want to go, what tools in the toolbox there are for an OC to play with. So
0: here's how I'm going to go about this. I think the Rams and Chargers are above the Titans. The Ravens are unique because if, if in fact that Lamar Jackson is not on the team, that job is less to desirable, right? So that's tough. Yeah. I actually think that the commander's job is more desirable because you got Terry McLaurin. You've got a good offensive line. you got a good running game. And Dotson, who you just drafted last year, who was really good this year when he was healthy. So there's three above the Titans. I'm eliminating the Cardinals. The Colts are intriguing because they are going to draft a quarterback. So maybe you have a young quarterback to to work with to give some grace. Right? But – are you going to be dealing with Will Levis? Or are you going to be dealing with C.J. Stroud? Or are you going to be dealing with Bryce Young? I mean, that's all up in the air for the Colts.
1: The, the Patriots, I think... A, mm, that's a is, good job. That yeah, is a good is. job. With that offensive line, coaching under Bill Belichick. I mean, Mac Jones is underwhelming, but it's the new England Patriots and you join the bill Belichick coaching tree. It, it it's desirable. So there's point. four.
0: I think there's too many question marks with the jets and the Ravens and the Cardinals. So I'm between five and six right now for the Tennessee Titans and the bucks. There's too many question marks in Tampa of what the hell is going to happen down there. And they have a good team, but if Kyle Trask is
1: going to be the quarterback, they're not going to have a good team. Uh, I, I mean, think I, the Jets are are a a significantly better job. I would I would have them in the top one or two. But who are you working with? Are you working with Mike White and I mean, Zach they, Wilson they have a, and what, Joe Flacco? I, I, think, I think the thing the Jets have that the Titans don't they don't have a quarterback. We know they don't have a quarterback, but we know they're going to get one, and, and they have the cap space. Do, do we? Do you know that they're going to get I, one? I feel like you have to right. Like they're going. The to. Jets make some boneheaded decisions. That's true. They are the Jets. They have a history of this, but they I, also I said mean, they're going to keep Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson blows. You have a you have a elite young wide receiver in Garrett Wilson. Uh, your offensive line is great. Your defense is great. You're probably one weapon and a quarterback away. I think they have the cap space to maneuver it, and they're in a fran- like their franchise is in a unique position where the Titans are in a tough spot because you don't have O-line certainty, you don't have quarterback certainty, and you don't have the cap space or high draft pick to necessarily fix that, right? I, I do think the Colts are a better job only because the Colts are going to end up with one of the top young quarterbacks, regardless of the rest of the crap that's going on in Indy and having to deal with Jim Ursay and the dumpster fire that is that roster right now. No, Being I think able right to now say, they
0: don't have a head coach.
1: Right, right. So, like, I have to now. Then we're, we're asking the question
0: January twentieth on Friday. I, they don't have a head coach, so I can't. You can't want to be a part of that. The Titans have the leg up because they have a head coach. So I move the Colts
1: down. You you think just having a head? Co- I, see, I feel well, like you got to you, know who you're working for. But if I'm an OC, I feel like you're you want to know who you're or- working with more than who you're working for. Well, working for, you're working for Jim Arce and you're working for the head coach. You're so, also working with one of the top young quarterbacks in the game, regardless who? of who they draft. They're going to pick a quarterback at four or move up and get one at number one overall. And if you're an offensive coordinator, that's fun. That's attractive. That's what you want. You want the QB. You want the young QB that you can grow and build with. The Titans don't have that. The Colts are in a unique position to hire somebody who does have that. I'm at five. The Titans are the fifth. I put them above Washington. I do. I disagree with you on Washington. I think you mentioned working for Jim Ursay. How about working for Dan Snyder when that team's getting sold within the next two years? But Ron I don't Rivera think stabilizes that. Does he? You don't know I mean, who stabilizes
0: Jim Irsay. Ron Rivera Vera is a great head coach. He yeah, is, but I he's mean, well no respected,
1: job. and he's he's been to a Super Bowl like he he's but been the good thing with washington they're getting sold there's no job security like washington if they sell the team they're probably overhauling the staff regardless if, so it's if they sell the team they don't dance higher. you have no idea
0: if that guy's going to sell the team it could be all just a circus right so you've got to do you've just got to go as such a, the, the commanders were they
1: were a titans win away from making the playoffs Well, hang on. Well, here's my, okay. Here's my question then, because you said the Titans are, you, you would take the commander's job over the Titans job, but you had the jets below the Titans. I think those are two pretty similar situations with both of them having really, really strong defenses. They were both on the cusp of playoff contention. The quarterback situation is a mess. They've got some good young weapons in place with an offensive line. I just think the Jets at this point are probably in a better spot because of ownership uh, to, to I mean, turn Woody that Johnson's around. So why, what that separates
0: great. those two for you?
1: Well, look at the
0: history, right? You're not trying to resurrect a franchise. The Commanders have been in the playoffs. They were in
1: the playoffs three years ago. I mean, that's like, kind of fun, resurrecting a fr- I mean, the Jets are not far away. They're not the old Jets. They were a one win away from the playoffs, like well, you said. what division are the Jets in? They're in a tough division. Like, that's true. But, like, I, you know, I don't know what's going on in Miami. New England, they were more competitive than New England this year for most of the year until the wheels fell off with some well, injuries. And,
0: and here's another thing. And this is where I think the commanders get the nod versus the Jets if we're talking about this. You're not in a New York market. Those New York, they'll cut you with a pizza slice. They'll cut you faster than anything if you start messing up and you, they, you're they you fired. So you're fired. You know, like you're done. It's New York. you know. They're, they're, so that's another thing that is a deterrent. And you're not playing for the Giants like an established franchise. You're playing for the Jets. What fireman Ed's but
1: gonna be? None of these teams have Corey Davis, Zach, and the Jets do. Yeah, the that's Jets. The other reason why I'm not picking the Jets. Yeah, if the Jets have Corey. Corey Shout out to Davis. Shout out to Nate here saying, uh, "Say they're more attractive because of the Jets and see what Zach." Uh, yeah, I, yeah. There, there, there's my other. That's my reason. There's my reason is I'm not going to the Jets because Corey Davis, who you're
0: paying nine effing million dollars to per year, he's basically a bank robber like Bobby. Please, and all of a sudden. <laughs> You you got Corey Davis and he's not on the field. So I'm out on the Jets. I stand by that. The Titans are the fifth best job out
1: of the 10. Uh, I, I think it's, they might be a few spots further down on that list for me, but it is interesting because Mike Vrabel is Mike Vrabel. And who doesn't want to work for Mike Vrabel, especially when he's put two of his last three offensive coordinators into head coaching spots in the NFL but it's hard to be an offensive coordinator going into a spot when you don't know who your quarterback is or the direction of the QB position, and you don't have an offensive line to protect him. And you really have two weapons that are young and explosive and Chig and Traylon Burks to build around. But uh, neither one of those guys are have ascended to the elite level that they certainly could be at yet. Um, and a lot of these other teams on the list, the Ravens, the Chargers, the Patriots, I think the Indianapolis Colts, once they get one of those quarterbacks, the Rams, the Bucks. if Tom Brady stays, even if he doesn't stay, you still have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And, and there are question marks that I think would like, you know, obviously if the Bucks tear it down, that becomes a different situation. And you know what the Ravens do with Lamar Jackson, different things like that, but it'll be interesting to see where, uh, how things play out and where the Titans go at OC and whether or not they're able to land the very best Matt Nagy, who's who's coming to the Titans? I like I don't know
0: Matt Nagy. You know something about Matt Nagy?
1: I do know something about Matt Nagy. Well, I I, I want it to happen. I, I I want to I want to speak to him. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> you want to have words with Nagy? Yeah, no,
1: I I actually do like Matt Nagy a lot. Good good
0: guy. Um, well, look, but, that's uh, things are starting to fall in place today at noon. As Sam said, Ron, uh, Rand Carthon will have his introductory Titans press conference. After that, Sam will go live right here on A to Z Sports. So make sure your live notifications are on are on YouTube and Facebook. We'll tweet that out. We got you covered. Sam will r- live react. That's what we do here at A to Z Sports as a digital media company. We thank everybody who has subscribed. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you're on YouTube or have liked Facebook Uh, or Twitter, any of our socials, so we've got you covered with the coverage there. Ain't That Good News is up next. I've got weird news. It's not good news. It's weird news. Maybe good news for somebody, and it actually goes right into the conversation that we were just having. So, weird good news on a Friday. We'll get to that, but I do want to tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. That's wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Look at their inventory online. Your perfect make and model is right around the corner. That's I-40 exit 236, a quick trip down I-40. They can help you, and they can help you in many different ways because they've got many different makes and models. Whether it is the Palisade, third-row seating, seating, full-size SUV. They also have the Sonata, the Elantra, the Tucson, the Santa Fe. Man, they are dynamic, and you've just got to find your perfect Hyundai. Payne Bone, who owns Wilson County Hyundai, Family owned and operated. Tell them A to Z Sports sent you and they'll hook you up.
1: That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Last time we got to talk about it today. I love BetMGM. I love BetMGM. And I'm especially loving BetMGM after last weekend. You'll love BetMGM too when you use the sign up code A T O Z 200, because if you use that sign up code, you place a $10 bet on any pro football team to win their game this weekend. BetMGM's giving you $200 as long as there is a touchdown scored in that game. Regardless of whether or not your bet hits, you still get the $200. Bucks. So use that uh, sign-up code ATOZ200. Place a $10 pregame wager on any pro football team to win with your first bet. And $200 goes into your account when there's a touchdown scored in the game, regardless of your bet's outcome. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. All right, let's get to it.
0: Ain't that good news on a Friday? Man, it has been a long week. And it's not over yet, don't get me wrong. But we've got Rand Carthon's introductory press conference this afternoon at noon, so just a couple hours away. Uh, Denise starts it off. Good news, Rand is the start of the future ran the man as they say nick ewing says good news went back to his alma mater tuesday to watch kansas state beat those evil ku chicken hawks talking about the Jayhawks, that was I, a
1: fun I, I... game that was a very very fun game through a tv screen must have been electric to uh, to be there in person and nick got to take his dad too which is all, always awesome and speaking
0: of dad stacy says my good news is that my dad will be celebrating his 80th birthday this weekend. So Stacy, happy 80th birthday to your father. That is I mean, that is an accomplishment. I and mean, every time you get into the 80s, 90s, 100s, you're you're living, my man. So that is good news there, Stacy. It's Friday as John says, that is good news. Timothy says good news, fired the old bass player. Auditions start tonight. Bass oh, bass. bass
1: player.
0: <laughs> I was thinking bass fish. The fisherman in you's got the you All right, got look, I, on the I mind. <laughs> I, love me, I love me some fishing. I, I started planning uh, the old honeymoon because I'm getting married. Best believe we're going somewhere where we can, uh, you can reel in go. another Kubera uh, snapper right there. Let's see here. Uh, good news is on the NBA hot streak this week on BetMGM. There you go, Noah. Let's go. It's working. It's working. That's awesome. Well, you know what? We'll send this. I'll take a little screenshot. We'll send that to our BetMGM um, guys. They love that. They always love to hear feedback. Uh, So good news, good news, good news. Aaron says, good news, had a great workout yesterday uh, afternoon at Planet Fitness. Broke new record, 3.96 miles. So running there. Big Ten Jeff says, good news, all of our Airbnbs booked up for Italy. So he's going to uh, uh,
1: Italy right there to eat some pasta Sam, you got good news? I do have good news. It's bad news that is now good news because uh, I had to move about a week ago today. I had to move. Moving is bad news. It It's not fun. It is tiring. My forearm, I couldn't feel my forearms for a couple of days. I'm on like the second floor of my building. So it's upstairs with, you know, carrying furniture, furniture, furniture all day. My good news is that I'm done and that I'm finally like moved in and settled into the new place. And, and that, that feels pretty good. It's nice to be like, okay, breath of fresh air. The lease has started. We're settled into this place for a little bit and I can relax and not have to worry about the chaos and the cluster that is moving because uh, yeah, that was a, it was a long weekend for me last weekend.
0: Yeah. That, I mean, it sounds like that. So I, I, Actually, I'm gonna switch my good news. Instead of the weird, the Ooh. weird good news, I'm gonna switch my good news. My good news is actually, I'm going like uh, serious, sentimental per se, because it, this is something that means something to me. Yesterday, I found out. So, one of my best friend's little brothers uh, passed away of an overdose last year, and he was he was in his mid twenties. He had struggled with addiction for for some time, um, and I found out yesterday that him and his family are creating a fish fry charity event in his honor. So his name is Walker Clayton. One of my good friends is John Clayton, his older brother. And so we are in some way at A to Z Sports going to support that cause in some way, shape, or form. And I'll, I'll find out some more details so we can promote it, so we can uh, affect and help because he struggled with addiction for some time and unfortunately passed away on Thanksgiving um, here, you know, in the last, you know, year or so. And it's a, uh, you know, I, I think about him. He was a great dude and it is unfortunate, but I just found out yesterday they they there doing a fish fry. So that was good news. And I saw that randomly on the internet. So that makes it, I think, it, you know, nobody told me about it. I, I saw it on my own accord. So, that uh that's something that A to Z Sports, I will am going to make sure that we support this cause and charity because so many people struggle with that type of stuff that don't get talked about enough. So fish fry. So I'll update the the fine folks and the fans uh all around A to Z Sports as we continue on and I know more information,
1: but uh that's my good news. Awesome. Yeah, Sam says here, can we donate individually? So that that'll be some of the details I'm guessing that you uh Kind of yeah, again, I found out this and-
0: last night. So uh, we're gonna A to Z Sports is gonna sponsor it in some way. So I will, uh, I'll make that happen, and you'll hear more about that. So, awesome. but I appreciate the support, Sam. I think that's something that um, that we, and this is a again on another note, A to Z Sports uh, as a as a company, and you know, Austin and I will make sure of this. We've got to do uh, more of our part of flexing our community for good things, for good causes like this. And so uh, we're going to do that in the future for our company. You guys have supported us in so many different ways to help us grow. And so in 2023, it's January. I will make that a point and a promise to our community to give you guys the ability to help support and kind of tee up really good organizations and charities that are uh, helping good causes to help our community and help other people. So that's, that's what's going to happen. So this, Hey, I was going weird and now I'm going serious. I think this in, ends the, the Friday on a very good note.
1: Yeah, no, it's a great thing to end on Pretty some uh, pretty damn good news right there. So I, I think that, that uh, a loaded week, a packed week, even busier day to come, but that ends things pretty on a positive note right there. So I love that.
0: All right, Sam. Get ready. Get your questions ready. Get your notepad ready. High noon. Sam will be live after Rand Carthon's introductory press conference. He will be live at St. Thomas Sports Park. Live notifications on. React with Sam. That's going to be a fun show. And we will see you. Well, I will see you on Monday. I'm watching playoff football all damn
1: weekend. That's what yeah. I Yeah. All damn weekend. That's so, a, best weekend of the year, divisional weekend, in my opinion. This is a fun, fun weekend. Absolutely. Subscribe for more Titans
0: coverage on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. Like our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram. Do all of that good stuff. And we will see you when we see you. Adios.